big uh big win you guys had this week that we did myself my wife and the giants huh uh i was referring <laughs> at, believe it or not i was actually referring to the t-shirt uh i, know, but, I, was, yeah, I, was, well, I was joking i was throwing that in there for you. <laughs> Uh, I, I wanted to get into wrestling, obviously. That's why we're here. But, you know, Giants fan, you're a Jersey guy. She's North Jersey. Uh, She's a Patriots fan. What? Yeah, tell me about it. Did you? It's just... okay, though. I get, to, I get to remind her every year about 2007, 2012. So. Okay. That, that was a good one to watch. It works. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, that's a whole other conversation we'd probably have to have. But, uh We'll we'll talk wrestling for now. Uh, I mean, New Year's Res- Revolution is coming up uh, this weekend. It's pretty much a home game for you. Uh, I, you live in Orlando now, uh, so coming off of uh, Hard to Kill, you you had a, a pretty. I don't even want to say brutal match because you were in a barbed wire masker match not too long ago. So by, by comparison, it was maybe a light night for you, but uh, what do you, how are you feeling after Sun? Uh, I'm sorry, not Sunday. I'm used to pay-per-views on Sunday. How are you feeling after uh Friday night and this weekend, you had a big taping in Atlanta, obviously a, you know, a, a very physical match with some of the spots you guys did outside of the ring. Uh, how are you feeling a couple days removed from that? I'm feeling good, and uh, I wouldn't take away. Rich Swan's a tough little guy. Uh, I give him – he's pound for pound one of those tough guys that can do everything in the ring, and uh, props to him. But props to me as well for beating another former world champion, and I don't know what it's going to take for me to get my shot at Josh Alexander and how many former world champions I do have to beat. That uh, – I feel like I don't want to fantasy book or anything, but – it seems like it's almost destined where this is where it's all leading. Like obviously month to month, Josh puts up his title, but it really feels like, and I don't, I'm, you know, probably not the only one to think it, but it really feels like, you know, you're almost destined in a way for you to finally get that match. Is it something that you hear often or are you just kind of taking it match by match and maybe it's Josh that is the guy you face for the world title, or maybe it's not like, maybe it's somebody different. I don't know, but it, it really feels like Macklin Alexander's like the match that this is sort of all building to. So Josh is the longest reigning champion and kudos to him for that. That is a feat to be the number one in impact wrestling as the longest reigning champion. Uh, but at the same time, I'm doing what I can match to match beating everybody that's put in front of me. And I've been doing that for the past two years. Um, it's kind of funny. Everybody's like, oh, you kind of went from a nobody to somebody kind of in a way. And I'm like, no, I was a somebody. It's just you just never knew about me. And that's the fun part about it is I've been who I am this whole time. And it's just building and building. And if it does get to Josh and I, whether it be at No Surrender or even at Rebellion in Toronto, which was just announced, uh, you don't know. I, I hope it is Josh that I can eventually can face for that title. Uh, I think that would be the matchup that everybody wants to see and I think has been feeling that's the way it's supposed to go, and that feels like the right thing to do. But I also feel I could have had that match uh, a few months ago, if, if need be, but Scott Demore likes to see otherwise. Yeah, it's not only you would win the title, something you've, you know, when you get into wrestling, that's what you want, but you're also, you have the 
distinction of being the guy to end the longest title reign too. So a little, little salt in the, in the wound for Josh, in this case, little extra motivation for you in this, you know, in the same situation. So we'll see if it happens, but it, it really feels like maybe, I think maybe we'll see that match before all things are said and done, but maybe we'll see. I don't have the pencil. So, uh, I just do my job day in and day out and beating all the former world champions they put in front of me. So, uh, Rich Swan, obviously yep. we just said you, you, you beat him. Uh, new year's revolution is coming up January 20th, 21st. Uh, any world champions you have your sights on right now that you feel uh, like would just kind of improve your stock even more. Maybe, uh, we, we saw Santino Morella on Friday night. Uh, you know, you, you, it sounds like you have some issues with the way Scott's treated you. So maybe some highlight material you want to show Santino or whoever it needs to be to get yourself closer. I, I just think Santino needs to do the right thing, obviously, and giving me what I've rightfully earned. Uh, I'm not one to complain. And if people think of it that way of me complaining or kind of moaning that I haven't gotten my shot, well, then I guess I didn't earn it in their eyes. But to me, I have. Um, nothing has been announced yet for what's going on in New Year's resolution um a revolution um but it's one of those things where that's the good part about it it's impact wrestling is that's on the marquee and that's what people are showing up to see is impact wrestling whether you see me beat another former world champion or not uh that day you're getting the best wrestling that there is on the planet right now yeah that you know, that's an interesting thing too because when you guys were just in atlanta there was several matches uh announced for the saturday taping i believe yours was one of them uh <laughs> dirty dango uh that match hasn't aired yet but it was kind of refreshing because like you know and i i respect the point like impacts on the marquee but it kind of gives you uh a preview as to what's to come but it doesn't really inform what's going to happen on tv and sometimes more often than not it'll do that what's that dynamic like working with him without giving too much of the match away well you can't forget too that he also beat chris jericho at wrestlemania so i know as much comedic purposes that you get in a fandango as the character in dirty dango that he is uh he, he's still very much a competitor at ring and i don't take that lightly uh for the shenanigans that he wants to pull of dancing and all that, that's all fun and games but when i punch you in the mouth there's no dancing after that so it's uh, it's either put up or shut up. And um, like I said, I wouldn't take him lightly. And uh, when that match does air, you can tell I didn't take him lightly. One other thing uh, people might not know about him that I respect from following on social media, he's redoing, renovating uh, houses. So I own a house. I, I always gravitate towards that. And I'm like, oh, look, look what they're doing that I can't. <laughs> No, it's okay. It's it's funny too because outside of the wrestling world, uh, he and I were married to each other when we worked in well when we were in NXT together in WWE. So we were married together and uh, tagging with him and uh, Breeze with myself and Blake a lot. So we got to know each other very well. So it's fun to uh, have those experiences in another company and enjoy the, like the good times and reminiscing. But then also now here we are in a different light of just me and him as a spotlight on us. And it's very fun to go out there and create a match that uh, hopefully uh, people will enjoy. One match I did want to go back to, I mentioned earlier, uh, Barbed Wire Massacre. Uh, very, very violent. Obviously, 
blood is expected kind of feels like sammy callahan wanted to make it his own or maybe fans gave him that distinction made that connection themselves but you came out on top that's obviously a, a huge win for you any other matches from impact's history that you really feel like whether you whether you can make it your own or really just kind of put your stamp on you know impact wrestling make yourself more ingrained with impact as far as like a historical context yeah if you're looking for more moments if anything in matches and stipulations i would say your ultimate x uh lock lethal lockdown would be another one uh that i've i've really i've been wanting to be in a cage and whenever that can happen down the road i would love to be in a cage match just because i just i feel like that's my kind of realm and if you're locked inside a cage with me i think there's a lot of things that we can or that i can figure out to do and kind of manipulate and torture somebody inside of a cage where you can't get away so uh that's one of those ones but um yeah, it's not it's it's when the time is right and not trying to force a moment nowadays, I feel is very much done in wrestling where people are trying to create this moment where things don't happen so organically. And it's just like you go into these matches and that's how I try to with a plan. And sometimes things happen organically and then that's what creates moments. And that's what we loved in the Attitude Era when things would happen or even the old Impact days with Ultimate X. And you see these things for the first time ever. You're like, holy crap. And then people go out and try to replicate it and doesn't have the same feeling. So it's just finding something new and trying to make it work for you and not just give that wow factor, that moment factor. Uh, but I think I've been doing a pretty good job so far implementing myself in impact history. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. And more to your point, uh, I've talked to a few people that lockdown and lethal lockdowns kind of like, when it happens, I would like to be in that match, but right now it's not an event. It's not planned. I, I actually like that. Um, we'll see uh, what what happens, but uh, we, we talked a lot about what's going on in the ring, on television, uh, not to completely ruin the mystique, but you play a bad guy on TV, but you're actually a really nice guy in real life. Uh, <laughs> Thank you we've joked here a little bit i've seen some other interviews you know obviously you, you uh have shared your relationship and congratulations by the way on on getting married uh what's that dynamic like going back and forth because i i mean you you just come across as like a nice guy like genuine but then you you turn it on on television is there any desire to play a baby face ah uh it's very much once I go through that curtain, it's go time. That's work. And even when I'm behind the scenes and or if I'm signings, it's still work time. But like the fans are paying a ticket to see me, to get an autograph, to meet me. And there I am to interact with you. So you're paying me for to see me with the time that you're allotted that you can. But I try to make the most of it. I don't know if that sounded right, but I want to make the most out of when I meet fans behind the scenes. And I'm going to be nice to you because I was that fan at one time where I was going to the shows early at the Continental Airlines Arena, which became the IZOD Center in East Rutherford. Uh, and I would try to show up and see the wrestlers coming in early. And uh, I don't know, it just it's something that I've, I've I don't know, it just I love wrestling. I love being a fan of it myself. But when I am out there, it's, it's go time. And I have one goal, and that is to be the Impact World Champion. And I want to suspend the disbelief and make everything that I do mean something and make people like, 
when they leave seeing me, I want them to realize that like, okay, it's, it's not what it's the, the F word, the fake word. Like mm-hmm. I want people to come across and be like, okay, he just kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> so it's one of those things uh, that I take pride in to do my job. But um, if I was to be a baby face, nothing would probably mostly change. Maybe I'd smile a little more. I don't know. Uh, one other thing I, I actually really appreciated when you talked to uh, Ella J, who is one of my colleagues uh, a few months ago, you said you were pursuing your bachelor's degree in psychology. I just wanted to see how that's going. It's going, man. I just, uh, schoolwork and me is not the best. I'm a very procrastinated person when it comes to work. Like that's what I like to get it all done. Like last minute. But uh, it's going well. I enjoy it. And uh, the one thing I like about uh, online school, too, is more the open discussion and being able to just talk like this, even though we're typing through words and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's it's fun. And it's just another thing to add to later on in life, whether it's nothing to fall back on, but it's just something to have down the road if I was to pursue something outside of wrestling. But it's also letting me get more in tune with what's going on in the world with mental health and understanding especially being from military and a lot of my buddies with PTSD, my, myself included, dealing with the struggles, getting out of the Marine Corps and transitioning into real life and trying to figure out like where you fit in, what's this, what's that, and what's the reason for this. And I don't know, just, I like to, I, my, my mind is really on that outside of work. Other than that, I like, it lets me uh, communicate a lot better with fans. Two notable examples of people having dual careers, obviously, uh Britt Baker Dennis wrestler but uh Jordan Grace uh stenographer and wrestler could you see yourself doing both at the same time or is this really for after your in-ring career like I would say after just because uh, if I'm on one like I have to have everything in one pot right now and wrestling is my my I have 100% of every bit of me in wrestling and a lot of people are when I got let go from WWE, I'd like obviously looking for a nine to five job, trying to pay the bills and trying to figure something out. And luckily my time and impact, I got there right away within a day. I had my contract after my uh, release happened with WWE, but uh, everything is in wrestling right now. Two uh, fun questions. I'll wrap up with the first one. Uh, I'm sure you get this too much, but I'll put a spin on it. People ask, you know, when are you and Deanna going to team up? Would you do it? I'm sure you're, you're tired of that. So okay. uh, would you fare better as a virtuoso or would she be a better Macklin gimmick if you had to pick one side or the other? Uh, <laughs> would it be entertaining to do her side? Yes, but it's very much we're very much yin and yang in that. Like there's a lot of me that there's a lot of things that you can see from both of us in elements where I could do a little bit more of the technical from her side. I just don't have to right now. And she can do a little bit more of the violence, even though she is pretty violent in the ring as well. But from my side, uh, if we were to team up, uh, that would be more or less if the story was right and the time was right for it. We don't want to just force things and do things. I, I, I hate that in wrestling. I want it to be organic and actually happen for a reason. And when that time comes, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And we've chatted about it too. And it's just, that's the number one thing both of us want to make it make sense and make, make it right. Yeah. She's been in a Texas death match among other matches. So there you want violence, a reminder of it. Go look. At she, that. Hates, she hates if I'm on the Indies or I'm doing something, I'm getting hit over the head with a door and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm having fun. 
How, how are you going to hate on that? Uh, no, I'm having fun. <laughs> on that note, uh, I usually do a watch list feature. Uh, I'll ask for match recommendations. We've been talking about world title aspirations, the road to getting there. If you had to pick a match or maybe a couple matches that highlight why you feel you deserve a title shot or one that shows that you're world champion material, do you have any in mind? Uh, Rebellion uh, last year might be Chris Saban and Jay White the same night. Any That's particular it. reason? Uh, you had both. You have Jay White, who's one of the best in the world, and Chris Saban, who's one of the best in the world as well. Both champions in their right mind. And uh, for me to do that on one night, and I don't think Jay White's lost in a very long time, other than obviously a Wrestle Kingdom. But uh, before then, he hasn't really lost much. And I was one of those to put a loss in his record. All right. Uh, Scott? If you're paying attention from home, Santino, if you're paying attention now in the arena, wherever. New Japan, if you're paying attention. There you go. New Japan, if you're paying attention. Uh, next step to getting that shot is New Year's Revolution, January 20th, 21st in Orlando. Uh, thanks for your time today. Uh, good luck this weekend. Uh, I, I'm in the Philadelphia suburbs, so. Well, good luck. Uh, good luck this next weekend on Saturday. we got the Eagles Giants. We're, we're clashing a little bit this weekend. so We'll see. As long as Dallas loses in the end, that's all that matters. Yes. There you go. Boo Cowboys. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank all you right. for having me. And then, uh, if anybody wants to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at Steve Macklin. Steve Macklin store on Shop Impact Deals and on Pro Wrestling Tees. But uh, thank you again for having me.